0: another busy weekend of local football is in the books here. It's Scott and with you again on the Brisbane Football Reviews NPL Sunday show. Adam, Alex, it's been another massive weekend, hasn't
1: it? It has. Uh, like I said, some big games over the weekend. And I, I think we're starting to see some clues as far as, you know, getting, getting down to who, you know, are the, who are the contenders and who are the pretenders this season.
0: Absolutely. We mentioned that last week on the show. It was a big weekend for the NPL in terms of the men's competition, deciding who will be pretenders and contenders. And, We'll jump straight into it, down on the Gold Coast on Saturday afternoon. The Fortress was breached for the first time in the NPL Queensland era, with Gold Coast Knights dropping point, losing at home for the first time in 30 league games, 2-0 for Olympic down there, Shannon Brady and Costa Saros. I mean, that's that's a huge result, that's because plenty of club teams have gone down there to get a result, and Olympic are the first team to do so in the league.
1: Absolutely, I think considering uh, everything that's sort of been said about Olympic, you know, are they the um, sort of are they the same? You know, the, the runners-up and you know both in the uh, league and um, in in the final series last year, making the grand final. Uh, it, it's fi- finally it's something to say that you know what they're back on track because uh, this is a huge win, you know, no doubt. You know, uh, the Croatian Sports Center has been a fortress, and uh, and yeah, I like, said, so they are the first team to win after 31 league matches. And, I, and only the second time, you know, in all competitions.
0: i see only Brisbane strikers in FFA Cup round seven of 2019. They were the last team to win down there. They were the first team to win down there since the Knights joined the NPL. And now, Olympic have done it in the league. And it can't understand how big a win that is for them because well, isn't it? we know that they've, they're a little bit slow out of the gates. you like to start the year by their standards, but that's got to be a result, which we'll hear from Ben Khan in a minute, but that's a result which they're going to be able to build on for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely, and as well, it keep it keeps their um their sort of premiership hopes you know, sort of alive and well because if had they have lost that game uh, last night, you know, 13 points, you know, would have been the gap between a potential power and Gold Coast Knights to to them, and that 13 points, you know, is almost insurmountable, you know, given given the quality of teams, even if they were to go unbeaten the rest of the way. There's probably not enough good teams in the league at the moment to to take points away from those top teams. Uh, as, as, as we can see, that, you know, yeah, it's, it is um, the, the, top, the top six teams are starting to get away from the rest of the field. And, yeah, 13 points would be not impossible.
0: It would, and they're still well in the fight, Olympic, absolutely. Now, James was down there calling the game for football queens, and he thought it was Ben Khan after going to let to see what Ben Khan had to say, talking to James Yesterday, after the win on the Gold Coast against the Gold Coast Knights.
2: All right, joined now by a very happy Ben Khan after Olympics 2 0 win over Gold Coast Knights. Ben, thoughts on the match? Look, it
3: was, um, it probably wasn't a textbook Olympic, and it wasn't, you know, we didn't necessarily have as much control of the game with the ball as we would have liked, um, but uh, it was very resilient. I thought we really nullified their threat. I don't think they looked like scoring. Um, we, we, we looked very dangerous on the counter-attack. Uh, it, you know, every, every time we went forward, I felt positive. So, look, amazing result. I think we're the first MPL team to ever win here, or win an MPL game here, which is huge for us. But, uh, uh, yeah, look, still, still places we can improve.
2: Still, yeah, still early days. So, after the match, obviously, uh, you're still trying to keep the side fairly grounded? Of course, yeah, it's very early in the year.
3: Um, we've, um, you know, it's, uh, it's you know, Results-wise, we didn't start the season particularly well. Uh, I was very happy with the performances as we went through that patch, but very aware that we had some things we had to, to try and amend. Um, the last four weeks have been really good for us. Uh, but, but look, we, you know, we, we still have a long way to
2: go, and we, we've still got a lot of development to do, and we still need to evolve if we're going to be a chance come the end of the year. Absolutely. And one of the players that was a big standout tonight, Shannon Brady, he had a couple of chances where he opted to pass and then took the shot on himself for the opening goal. Shannon was great. Right? He, uh, you
3: know, he's, been, he's been really good for us in the last few weeks. Uh, you know, his work ethic's phenomenal. Pe- people see the goal and the, you know, the assist and the, the chances that he gets, but people don't see that he, the, the sheer amount of work and uh, perseverance that he puts into a game like tonight.
2: Yeah, and obviously at the back you've got you know Anderson and Driver marshalling things alongside Hunter. Uh, was a clean sheet as much of an achievement as obviously uh, coming away with the win. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know you come away tonight and you, you go right. Well, just to win we probably have to score
3: three because you expect them to get one or two. Um, so to come away with a clean sheet was outstanding. Uh, it, look, it wasn't it wasn't just Zach and Driver. Those two were phenomenal, but it was a, it was a you know a whole squad effort tonight to keep the clean sheet. Uh, we now have to, to find ways to build on that and still move, move a little bit closer to the, uh, to the style that we want to play when we haven't got the
2: ball. And speaking of styles, one thing that's stood out to me this season is obviously like, the maturation of the squad as the years gone on and just learning different ways to play. Yeah look look it's uh, I could be wrong it's entirely possible <laughs> no
3: look 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 we we've, we've we've said it we've said it um over the years that you know the teams that do well adapt and um, you know every, every week is a is a different type of challenge for us and today was probably the first time this season that that a team's uh, you know out, outplayed us in terms of possession of the ball so we had to find a way to be resilient and uh, maybe allow them a bit more of the ball than we would have liked but make sure that that possession didn't amount to anything and yeah full credit to the players they they solved a lot of problems and found the solutions in the game tonight. And finally Daniel Leck anything uh, to worry about there? No 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 look, look Lecky put in a massive shift uh, he, his his workload tonight was enormous and um, he uh, he had a cramp, and you know we wanted to see out the last five or six minutes with, with fresh players. We had two two really good subs who are hungry, been training really well, so
2: we, we we just put on a fresh player to see us home. Fair enough. All right. Well, congratulations on the win. Best of luck next week and in the cup after that. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you to James for taking the time to talk to Ben Khan there for us as always, and we'll move on now to their Crosstown rivals, Adam. I mean, it was a six-one win for Gold Coast United on Saturday evening down at. Kapalabar, two goals for Thompson King and Sam Smiths. Jarrah Kyle and Lachlan Remmers on the score sheet there. Omar Sadiki for Kapalabar. And this was exactly what the doctor ordered for Gold Coast United.
1: Yeah, look, uh, they've been threatening it for weeks. And they put in a very, very good performance You know, without getting a result in the derby last week. And obviously, sort of the way they performed in that it's just propelled them on. Obviously, Kapalabar are uh, nowhere near the same strength as Gold Coast Knights, but it sounds like a stone and click for them, and, that's, uh, and they can start sort of you know, climbing up, up the uh, ladder now.
0: Absolutely. And also shout out to uh, Greg Pinnick as well, and uh, for Lachlan Romans on his goal, because it was a set piece. I saw this on Gold Coast Knights socials earlier today, and it was a set piece where he was imploring Lachlan Romans to get forward, and it was a free kick, lofted into the back post where he... Lo and behold, who gets on the end of it? Lock and So it just goes to show, good coaches know what they're doing, and if you listen to your coach, you might get on the score sheet, Adam.
1: Well, absolutely. Yeah, and I said there's there's not many more experienced than Gray Peak. I'm sure you've seen it all, and uh, obviously Lock and uh would be, uh, be very very thankful to be listening to to Gray.
0: Absolutely. We're up up, in, up in Mackay on Saturday night, three 0 win for Logan Lightning. Connor Smith, Matt Capella, Max Kitchell, and this was. A, a result which Logan just had to have was. not I mean, it's a they're in mid table comfortably, but this is a result which is one that they would have really, really wanted.
1: Yeah, I reckon they would have been stung by uh, by that second half uh, last week against um, against the Raw, and um, because their first half was actually not not too bad. Um, they, they still were holding on, but they they really need. They, these are the uh, results that they need against sides. They're going to be sort of, you know, around sort of mid to lower table. Um, they need to get results, so they pick up another three points. And, yeah, look, I would say that yeah, Rick Cogan will be fairly comfortable about where Logan are at right now.
0: Absolutely. It was, a, it was exactly where we all thought they would be, isn't it? They're in that mid-table fight and look quite strong at the moment. Yeah. Four games played on the Sunday, starting off on the Sunshine Coast, Ballinger Park, 3-1 win for the Wanderers over East. Dan Cutler, Jeremy Stewart, Jacob Fullock on the score sheet for the Wanderers. And they they really are looking like a surprise package this year, pushing into that top six. Now, we'll go through a table in a minute, but they're now currently in the top six Adam, And I'll oh, just outside, I beg your pardon, they are. They're, some, they're really good at home, aren't they? There's no doubt about that.
1: Well, that's what I've always said, and it's something that you know I, I did the interview with Paul Arneson at the uh, for our previous show at the start of the season, and that was one sort of point that he so made very clear was that you know Ballinger Park needs to be a fortress, and it looks other than you know sort of the big teams when they they come up there, and even then, um, probably exception with uh, of you know the Raw when they they come up there and absolutely gave them belting. Um, yeah, Sunshine Coast have played very well at home. Uh, I think, you know, they need to obviously you know, pick up some more results on the road to be able to sort of really sort of, you know, start pushing for that, you know, for the higher up the table. But no, they certainly have been true to form, especially, you know, at Budrum.
0: Absolutely, they have been absolutely fantastic at home. And it's absolutely underpinning their success in the MPL season so far. Also on Sunday afternoon... At Park De Paris, Morton Bay United 4-1 winners over the Brisbane Strikers. Mustafa Jafari gave the Strikers a, an unexpected lead in the fourth minute. A hat trick from Rio Ono and Danny Champness there to get the get the win. And this was again, this is three points that Morton Bay would have had pegged that they would get, and they're probably relieved to get out of there with the three points, at Adam.
1: Yeah, look, uh, Brisbane Strikers looked like they were competitive for about 50 minutes, um, but yeah, Rio Rio Ono Rio stepped up for a second. Half hat-trick. And uh, also, as well, it's good to see at least one champness on the score sheet uh, tonight, because uh, his older brother kind of uh, had his chance and blew it.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that on our That's full, Wednesday. On the Wednesday show, but we turn to Joey Champness and the Raw down in Adelaide. But the Raw did get a win over a team in red tonight. 5-1 winners over Redlands United. Eli Adams with a brace. Kane Gibbs, Hassan Ramazani and Ben Holiday on the score sheet. And this was... This is really important for the young roar isn't it? Because we know how strong they've been with players like Alex Parsons, Kijan Jelicic, Cyrus Demi, two of those three now in the A-League squad starting today, actually, which is great to see. But we knew knew that the young guys were going to have to step up, and on first evidence, they've done a really good job.
1: I'm very happy for Eli Adams. Uh, this is an important game, obviously, with Demi and Parsons away um, in in A-League, on the A-League squad. And also, as well, it looks... It would be very unlikely that, you know, that at least Alec Parson's you know, returning after the end of the end of the A-League season. Cyrus Demi, you know, Warren Moon handed him his first start uh, you know, at senior level. So maybe he may not even be back for this season. Uh, we'll have to see. So it's important for players like Eli Adams, um Kegan when he comes back from injury as well. They're the players that are gonna have to step up and to continue the momentum as far as you know this young Raw side. But you know players like Ben Holiday and um and Kane Gibbs seem to also be you know, taking that step and stepping in that bridge. So it's it's almost uh, like Chris grossman has got this whole next man up, you know, sort of you know mentality, and it looks like it's working for the for the uh, young Raw because they they are flying at the moment, and we'll bring up to the table shortly. But they're sitting in second.
0: They are sitting in second, and they certainly are getting contributions from other players in that front third. Cyrus Demi and Alex Parsons have rightly taken a lot of the plaudits in the headlines for their individual performances in the first third of the season. But Eli Adams now has five goals through his name. Brandon McMorrow and Ben Holiday. With three goals each, so that second wave of young kids coming through is producing the goods, and they're keeping the young raw well into the competitive in the in each and every game. The final game of the round is the game which we did attend this evening at at the Gold Lion. Adam, it was the defending champion Lions at home to the defending Premier Peninsula Power, and Peninsula were just too strong, weren't they? Little Screamer with the goal after 39 minutes, but they were the stronger side and proved it throughout the whole 90 minutes, didn't they?
1: Yeah. Um, look, lions. Lions sort of. Yeah, they, they they tried as they might, but uh, yeah, potential power on both sides of the ball just just uh, were. Yeah, it was, it was a very professional effort from them. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a game that you know obviously two very very uh, good teams. You know, it was always going to be an arm wrestle. And Louis Greenwood, you know, with a, with a strike from you know from About 25 yards out, um, rifling it past Luke Borean, and then basically they just press on the advantage. And you know, try as they might, um, Lions, you know, they didn't really look like you know, getting that uh, getting that equalizer. They had a couple of half opportunities and whatnot, but um, yeah, I think uh, I more importantly, I think potential power, their defensive effort probably is what you know, get them um, get them three points, and they remain perfect this season.
0: They do. And we'll talk more about power in just a moment we'll hear from the assistant coach of ben, power, Ben Ryan. But we'll talk about Lions first, first of all, because there, have, there has been a lot of change there at Richland. This year, I think that's eight players moved on at the end of the last year, brought in a lot of new players. And it's just not clicking at the moment, is it? There's, you can see what's trying to happen, but it's just not quite there, is it?
1: Yeah, no, look, that's understandable. When you leave, lose eight players, and look, four or five of them are you know, probably best in the league. So that that was always going to be difficult for him. They really did miss um, Max McCollin tonight. Max Mickler. All um, right, I know I know he follows us, so I better get his name right. Um, yeah, look, they really missed him. He was suspended uh, after getting picking up a uh, red card last week. Uh, at um, at Morton Bay, so he because he would have been a player that you know would have been the X factor as far as you know been able to sort of shoot from long range because a lot of you can see basically what Lions are trying to do all night long. Um, Alex Fechner sort of tried as he might be, seemed to eat out of torrid time, you know, out on the uh, left wing. Um, even even to sort of Jordan Farina, sort of was, was kept fairly quiet as well. And yeah, but the um, the Defensive uh, pairing of Luke Plummer and Mark McGowan, they were just a steel curtain tonight. They just were almost impassable. And um, yeah, this is, was, it's, they've got plenty of attacking weapons up front, um, potential power, but also as well, that defence of theirs is, is probably the meanest in the league.
0: It is. And the, I think Lions, the one thing they really needed if they can do it at some point is to get Joey Duckworth back mm. into that front, though. We know what an explosive goal scoring threat. He is. I, I know he's doing a job there in midfield at the moment, but I'd love to see him get back into the front third at some point in the near future. As for Peninsula Power, I think you're right. Defensively is where they won this game really, really solid. Weren't they? and They did a very similar job to what they did against Olympic a few weeks ago, where they got the goal and they sat quite deep and just absorbed the pressure. And they've shown once again that against the top teams, they're more than capable of doing that.
1: Yeah, they, they, they didn't really, like, so they didn't really look too bothered. Like, obviously, there was a couple of times where, you know, that where Lions were able to sort of skip through and sort of, you know, provide half a chance. But every time there was a sort of cross, you know, back into the box or, you know, a shot from, from wide, from long range, you know they just seem they seem to have it covered. So yeah, this was a very very uh, good performance. Look, Lions, it's not it's not their worst performance. I think there's still plenty of positives, and they will be most teams. Um, there's, there's no doubt about that. But yeah, where it matters at the moment, um, yeah they, they're struggling to find a way to beat these um beat these top teams in the Peninsula Power. They just showed they were much superior tonight.
0: Yeah, a bit of a rebuilding here for Lions. Perhaps on Peninsula Power, absolutely fine. Now after the game, I caught up with the assistant coach of. Penisual power, Ben Ryan. Let's see what Ben had to say after the win tonight over Lions FC. I'm right, doing my well. assistant coach, power, Ben Ryan. Ben, that's a massive 3 points here for your side tonight.
4: Yeah, it is. Um, it's obviously it's a tough place to come. Not many teams come here and win, so we're all familiar with that.
0: Absolutely, and it was only the one goal in it, but it was a really, really good defensive form. So I imagine the most impressive thing for you would be keeping a clean sheet here.
4: Yeah, we're not allowed to say clean sheet. The um, goalkeeper coach doesn't like it, but uh, yeah, we, we defended well. We worked on it through the week. Uh, we had a, a plan to get at them. We had a, a plan defensively, and it um, wasn't pretty. But, you know, it's probably the same when we played Olympic. I don't think that was pretty, but you, you've got to do jobs, and that's what the lads have done.
0: I was going to mention that because it seemed like a very similar setup to the way you played against them. So was that kind of the same blueprint tonight? Did that worked then? Use it again now?
4: Yeah, look, I think tonight we, we set out to be a bit more offensive uh, and, and try and break them down. Um, whereas against Olympic, it was more let's get behind the ball and try and, you know, um, stifle them. So I don't think we attacked as well as what we could have today and what we worked on, but we'll take it.
0: And you got a very nicely now at the top of the table, approaching the halfway mark. How important do you think these three points could be in terms of the season looking ahead? I know it's a long way to go. You don't to talk about yeah. anything at the end, but it's a massive three points, isn't it?
4: Yeah, but I think I've said this to you last year as well. A title race becomes a title race with eight games left. Like We've got some real difficult games coming up in the next month. So, uh, it's, look, you want to win games as many as you can early doors and see where it takes you. But uh, we're happy with it. And uh, look, it's one game at a time.
0: the way win. Good
4: luck. Going Cheers. Forward,
0: doesn't understand be very, very happy. Assistant coach Ben Ryan there and his side do still remain on top of the table. Adam with eight wins out of eight. As you mentioned, they're 24 points. The Raw are up into second place on 22 points. Power do have a game in hand. The Knights drop down into third place with their loss at home. Olympic remain in fourth. Morton Bay are up into fifth. Lions down into sixth. Those two sides swap places on the table. Sunshine Coast Wanderers, as I mentioned, a bit of a dark horse there in seventh place on 13 points. Same amount of points as Lions, actually. So it's a great start there for Sunshine Coast. Logan into eighth. Capalabar, ninth. Gold Coast United, tenth. Eastern Suburbs down to... down to 11th place. Then you've got the bottom three of Redlands, Magpies and Strikers, but at the top, Adam Brisbane Roar are in a great place at the moment, aren't they?
1: Seven wins out of nine. Um, uh, one, the one, the draw against Lions and the loss against Gold Coast Knights. So, uh, look, they, they are really going well at the moment. And, uh, yeah, they they're gonna they're gonna be in this a long way, I think. Yeah. You know, obviously when you said when you start seeing their top players normally um start either going you know, being promoted to the senior squad or they they're sort of away because they're mandated um, the youth the youth contracted players, they their mandated four weeks before preseason training while well, we're not there yet. Um, yeah, normally they start falling away. But seven wins out of nine, that's that's you know, an excellent start.
0: It is and look for Peninsula Power they they're they're, they're... Look like they're in a league alone at the moment, don't they? Because they are two points clear with a game in hand. They got that game against Gold Coast United at home, I believe. Is that game in hand to be played? So they could be five points clear of second place, and that would be a that would be a very very tough match for anyone to to mow down against this power side, wouldn't it? Well, it's a long way to go, but that would be a very very nice position if they were able to get into that spot.
1: It would be just to don't want to mention sort of you know past past deeds where they won their first fifteen uh, games in a row uh, in their inaugural <laughs> season and in MPL and sort of ended up you know getting run down so uh look at it. and then, look at and I say that with actually go you know, with with you know appreciation of that because I think they've learned from that rather than sort of you know being sort of you know being sort of yo know, sort celebrate that they are um that you know that they're, they're going to win the prem or retain it. Um, that you know they, they won't take it for granted. That you know even, even you know after going 15 wins straight, that they still manage to lose because I said a lot, of te- a lot of the teams behind them, they get, they're getting string wins together. So they've got to show up each and every week until until the uh, job is done.
0: Absolutely, I'm sure they'll be thrilled that you've mentioned that there. So <laughs> bit of hope for the rest of the competition. Perhaps we'll move on now to the NPL Women's competition, and we'll start off with. The um, game on Friday night actually, I don't know, it was a 3-2 win for Morton Bay. Sean Fry with a couple of goals for Sam Bambling's 11th of the season. It's a 3-2 win over the Gap, and it's a it's a result which is really important for Morton Bay to get back on the winning 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 path after a couple of um, not quite favourable results in the last couple of weeks. Oh, they did win last week. It was the cup game. They lost to Virginia, wasn't it? So it was a continuation of the league form, but a good bounce back from the cup
1: yeah yeah right. it's a big win for them because uh they after after a promising start a couple of losses and again against probably yeah you know, teams that you know, on paper are probably superior they um they bounce they have sort of they've been the teams they should have should um and yeah a, a win over the gap that's, that's a that's a decent effort uh that so they, they they remain in the uh, top eight at the moment and they do have a couple of um a couple of games you know down the track which they they are winnable and you know? so I think that you know it, while well, it's not job done yet as far as the top eight goes um wins over teams like the Gap obviously you know helps that cause
0: absolutely some of the other results over the course of the weekend Kapalabar with 11-0 win over Southwest Queensland Thunder four goals each for Amy Chapman and Stephanie Latham so both of those amongst the goals there. Virginia United, oh sorry, Eastern Suburbs 4-1 over Logan Lightning, Western Pride lost at home 3-2 to Sunshine Coast Wanderers, and South United picked up a 3-0 win away from home to Mitchelton, but at the top of the table, Adam, it was a 6-0 win for Gold Coast United over Virginia, and the game which we attended, 9-0 for Lions FC over Brisbane City, Shea Connors with another hat-trick, taking her to 20 for the season, and she's in white hot form at the moment.
1: Yeah um the this, this Lions team in general 53 goals in 9 games it is an absolute avalanche and you look you look at the side on paper and you can see why this this is attacking wise Yeah, this is a very very good team and uh it's going to take a very very skilled defense to you know to even hold them down to three or four goals like so they they're nearly going at you know six goals a game and uh it's very very hard to to deny them and like uh, yeah, to, uh, Shay Connors, 20 goals already. It just seems staggering where normally 40 goals um, is, is, as, is to, uh, the elevated benchmark that we've seen in history. She may have right past that.
0: Might get past that by the time the league splits at the moment. Mm. The way she's going is absolutely fantastic. Mentioned another hat trick last night. Two goals for Tegan Riding as well. Two for Amy Gunson, who came off the bench. You had Marielle Hecker and Rebecca Kirkham on the score. She's also, it's a, it's a real team wide performance from lions isn't it they've across the board they're getting getting the best out of their entire squad particularly in the front third
1: absolutely and that's a taking riding taking riding amy gunston um, and you know and Mariel Hecker as well as A have ain't been back for a number of weeks uh, since after her stint with uh, the raw W league team and they're all getting on the score sheet. Rebecca Kirkup as well she's also you know chiming in with with the goals and uh, they've even got a youngster uh, Chloe Hutton who she unfortunately she missed the penalty last night um but look she, she seems like she seems to be a very very you know uh, a project coming through for, uh, for me with the qas and they i think they've got so high hopes here. so last thing that the, the rest of the league need is another potential goal scorer you know for, for lions
0: yes they're certainly not short sure of goal scorer are they rob Askew is not switched by any short by any measure of the imagination and speaking of Rob Askew we we'll caught up with him after the game last night so let's hear what Rob had to say after the nine nil win in the women's super classico against Brisbane City. Oh, I'm talking about a coach of Lions, Rob Rasky. Rob, mind to win here over Brisbane City. Look, our rivals in you must be happy with that. Oh, absolutely. Um,
5: you know, we talked about it as a playing group. You know, the, it's it's probably the first time Lions and Brisbane City have played in women's football. But you know, in, in Brisbane football, it's the biggest biggest rivalry. And uh, you know, it was important for us to to take this very first encounter with them seriously. And we wanted to make a statement. And I think I think we did. It was an impressive performance overall. Do
0: you get Kemp grow into something as big as it is in the men's game, that Super Classico? Because it seemed like it's a little bit of fire out there for a little bit anyway. So what was that? Did you get Kemp build into something as big as the men's version of Super Classico?
5: Oh. you never know. Um, you never know. That takes time, doesn't it? You know, so And time and a bit of stability in the women's competition and um, you know, hopefully they they are there. They can they can they can build a women's program. Obviously they're only Eight games old, so there's no real women's football heritage there. So, in time, maybe that can happen. Let's let's hope it does.
0: And still unbeaten for this season, um, things are flowing really well for you. It must be really pleased with the way everyone's contributing out there on the field.
5: The last four weeks, we've been getting better and better and better, and uh, especially going forward. You know, earlier in the year, we just we were getting results, but we weren't really putting teams away. And and having said that, we, we scored nine tonight, but. You know, I think we talked about at halftime not being satisfied without finishing in the first half because we had some excellent chances in the first five, fifteen minutes that we should have put away. And um, you know, we we talked about making sure that when we were out there, we got to treat every chance like it's going to be our only chance in the game and, and, and be ruthless. And uh, but in the second half, we we went out and we, we certainly treated that first twenty minutes that way. They were they were killer.
0: So please, about bring someone like Amy Gunson as well. You know, you can come on and score a bunch of goals as well today.
5: Today was the first time we had our complete and utter squad available. Um, uh, Chloe Hutton came on; she's she was she's still getting back from an ACL. Uh, Victoria Merrick missed out because she's had an injury this week, but also in recovery from ACL. But uh, they all they all played, and they all they all made a good contributions. So we have that depth, and we're, we're very purposeful about that. We want to have the depth for when. We are missing players, so people can just come in seamlessly and and we don't miss a beat. That's the plan, anyway.
0: And finally, you've got the big game next week against Gold Coast United down there at Coptic. Looking forward to that matchup against
5: them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, In terms of rivalry, they're they're our rivals. Um, They've kind of almost been a bogey team for us. We've found them very hard to beat. Alex is good at organising his side. Um, They're a bit no frills, but they're really hard to beat. They've got a great mentality. Um, very resilient bunch of girls, and never beaten. And um, but if we we can bring our best to the to the game, and we can be ruthless, we 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 are confident that we can win the game.
0: Congratulations on the win! And good luck next week against Melbourne. Thanks, guys. So this was what Rob Askey had to say on Saturday night after the big win over Brisbane City in the going and it was the first time the two clubs have met in women's football. And just like in the men's version, there's a bit of spice.
1: Yeah, look, I think it's yeah simple. The uh the the orange don't like the um the azuri blue and uh it seems to be uh, stretching acro- you know, across, you know, both uh both genders now. So look it's only a better and I think uh, Rob Askew sort of, you know, he did say in that interview that, you know, the the women's program at Brisbane City is only just just beginning. And those then look to the while the score looks very, very gruesome, you know, you've got to remember this is this is a very special Lions uh, team. Like Brisbane City, um, they're not by that stretch that bad a team. They struggled a little late after having a bright start, but uh, yeah, nine last night was just it was just an avalanche. And you know, once once this this Lions team seems to be getting on a roll, attacking, they are just you know incredibly hard to stop.
0: They are, and they remain on top of the table for another weekend. Nine week, nine games played eight wins, twenty five points. Gold Coast United are in second with a game in hand. Capalba are in third. Not a lot of change to the table this week. Although Sunshine Coast Wanderers, Adam, they are up into fifth place and they are like just like their men's counterparts. They are certainly punching above their weight at the moment. They're having a fantastic run.
1: Absolutely. Um they, they, this is the Dark Horse and they they Sunshine Coast Wanderers they seem to keep on, you know, build, building on the wins, you know, so congratulations to um to Corey Robbins and the um and the team up there at uh, uh, Sunshine Coast because, yeah, the, I don't think many people were willing to sort of give them um, sort of much hope. You know, it was basically a you know, side that was that was put together you know from from the Sunshine Coast Premier League. So the fact that, you know, they're sitting in fifth at the moment, um, that, that's nothing but, you know, congratulations to them so far. And, you know, like I said, they look they primed to sort of as well to actually feature in, um, in the top half.
0: They certainly look like that at the moment, don't they? They're off to a fantastic start, and we're getting close to that point where we're starting to close in on the on the split. So to be in the top half of the table now, in the top five where they are, with five wins from nine games, is a fantastic start to the season. But the game, which I know we're all looking, we're both looking forward to, and look, is next Saturday night. Down at Coplex, Adam, it's Gold Coast United hosting Lions SC. The Premier is hosting the Champions of 2020, and it'll certainly be a really good indication of exactly how good this Lions team is, and... And how, how competitive this, albeit quite young, Gold question United team is, because despite being young, they haven't missed a beat this year at all, have they?
1: Absolutely. All roads lead to Coplex. You know, next uh, Saturday night, it's going, it's going to be a big occasion. We're going to be there, hopefully. Uh, uh, yeah. And yeah, like I said, we're going, to, we're going to get some very some clues about where. Uh, Lions and Gold Coast are at. You know, when it's the two the two best teams in the league by far. And uh, look, as I said, uh, Gold Coast United, you know, they only put a lazy six against a very, very uh, good Virginia side. Um, you know, on on Saturday night, while Lions are doing the job over Brisbane City across town at Newmarket. So. Yeah, it's just it all lead all roads lead to to this game next week, and yeah, it's, it's going to be bragging rights. And as as you asked uh Rob, uh, ask you is that the, that they are this is a rivalry game that you know these are two best teams and been two best clubs you know in uh, in the NPL Women's for a while now.
0: It is. It's the best attack in terms of Lions against the best defence, Gold Coast United. You know, so it'll be an absolutely fantastic matchup down there on the Gold Coast next weekend. Now, we'll move on, Adam, and have a quick look at some of the matchups in the Kappa Women's Super Cup. The results over the last couple of weeks, Lions 3-0 over the University of Southern Queensland, United Park Eagles 3-0 over Rockville, Western Pride 6-0 over Nambour, Yandina, Palm Beach 3-0 over Across the Waves, the Gap 15-0 over Kangaroo Point, point, and um, Mitchelton 1-0 over the QAS. But there's a couple of results which I do want to Focus on here. Morton Bay United lost three 0 to Virginia, and Gold Coast United went down four two to Logan Lightning, which is that was quite a surprise given the fact that they had quite a strong team out, and Logan haven't got off to the best start this year, Adam.
1: Yeah, look, I, I said we we discussed this yesterday, and uh, I when sort of you know, reviewing the results, and then said, and the first question was Joe, you know, who played for Gold Coast, uh, you know, in in that midweek uh, tie and it was fairly close to a strong team so yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to hear why or 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 you know what happened to gold Coast because yeah you put them in a league game situation and you expect respect to logan and uh that that they probably get beaten fairly comfortably but uh, that's that's a big win for logan and um yeah i, I think a little disappointing for um for Gold Coast who seemingly put, you know, a very, very strong team, you know, up there. Um, obviously, maybe travelling up to Cornubia, you know, in midweek, you know, that might be their kryptonite.
0: Maybe. Also, it does prove, just like the Mitchelton game a couple of weeks ago with Lions at those top two, they may be, they may look like they're insurmountable, but they most certainly are not. They can be beaten, mm. and We've seen it now with Logan Light. Like, congratulations to them. Three games left to be played in this round of the Kappa Cup. We've got Olympic v East on Tuesday night. South West Queensland Thunder host South United and Maroochie Club, both of those games to be played on Wednesday night. So there's three games left in this round of the cup. Moving on to FQPL1. Adam, the match which we attended on Saturday night at Spencer Park was the top of the table clash between second place Brisbane City and first place Roadstar Rovers. And I think Brisbane City just reaffirmed the belief that everybody has that they are the favourites to go up this year from the FQPL. And it was a pretty dominant home performance, a goal from... Fraser Hills midway through the first half, the difference between two sides.
1: Yeah, this result sort of in a way if Flatters Rochdale a bit now you have and probably also have to thank keeper Tom Carroll who was yes. he was go oh, excellent. Um, this this game could have got really out of hand if it wasn't for a number of saves and probably the uh, he's he's my pick for the winner for the most cynical foul uh, of the season um, and that actually shows the fact that he was actually in a position. I'll, I'll explain quickly that you know basically uh, Rochdale chasing the winner very late in the game and he actually came up. Uh, for, for the corner, and after Brisbane C, uh, you know, cleared it out, he actually uh, fouled. I, I'm coming from Lightning who he actually did foul, but uh, yeah, uh, instead of trying to you know race back to try and stop me, just go, Oh, bugger, I'm gonna
0: foul him. He fouled Matt Smith by grabbing oh, his your that's, point, that's right. So, yes. it was a very, very interesting. I've never seen that before in football, it was, it was certainly quite creative, wasn't it? Because City were away and they were probably going to score the second goal on the counter-attack. So it was quite creative and some great performances in the net to, to keep it at one nil. And then that was a fantastic tactical foul to keep it at one nil as well. But Brisbane City were, they were really solid. Weren't they just, they look like a side which belong in the NPL again, don't they?
1: Absolutely. And um, yeah, look, I, I, said, before I so I'll say it again, I think, you know, while the, from a, for a sort of a ego point of view, it would have been humiliating for Brisbane City to be relegated. However, you know, from that embarrassment, I guess you know, good things come up because it's 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 night and day. You know, the vibe around the club last night. This is the second time we have been out there. You know, this season, and compared to the last of you know maybe season and a half, the the vibe is just so much different. It's a lot more exciting. You know, they've got you know both the men and the women. Even though the women got absolutely thrashed last night, still, you know, at least with the, for the men, you know, there's a very positive vibe out there. And yeah, look, um, unless something really drastic goes wrong um, yeah I think you know it's, it's their it's their promotion their premiership to lose
0: it is and it's a great vibe that you mentioned one new addition to that new vibe out there at Spence Buck is Fraser Hills we caught up with the newly acquired midfielder from Surf Paris Apollo to Brisbane City last time. so let's hear what Fraser had to say after his match winning performance against Rochdale Rovers I talking want the goal scoring now Fraser Hills Fraser Three points there is the most important thing, but that's the most important thing there is that the three points there against a team who were top of the table going into that game.
6: Yeah, it was a tough one. It was a, it was really a must-win game for both clubs, really. I've got a bit of a, a distance in the top of the table, so yeah, 1-0 or whatever the scoreline is, it's all about the points, so I'm, I'm glad they got it and the team's buzzing. So, you
0: want to talk us through the, the goal
6: there? Yeah, <laughs> oh, mate, I was just trying to keep the head over the ball and hit it as low as I can. It went for the keeper's legs, got a bit lucky, really, but good header back from uh, Utah and, uh, you know, I'm happy with the goal.
0: And that that, that win is really massive in terms of setting up the season. That's seven wins from seven to start the season. Wins over the both teams who are likely to be challenging you for promotion. That's a massive three points in the context of what the club's goals are for the season.
6: Yeah, massive. It's uh, there's a few top teams in the league, and that and who's got to get results against them. And we've done that so far. So we'll continue the season and focus on the next week.
0: Um, you just arrived here
6: from Souths Paradise.
0: What was it, what prompted you to come back up to the NPL level with Brisbane City? Oh, FQPL, sorry, with
6: City. Oh, just Matt reached out to me. I was uh, keen, I was enjoying myself at Surfers, but uh, Matt reached out and got uh, a few players here and I'm, I'm keen to play with a few quality players again. So um, that was my main reason.
0: Is that the main goal now for you know, to play as well as you can and hopefully assist promotion or is there... A- any individual targets you set yourself?
6: No, no, 100% promotion. Uh, I've I'm, I'm come here to win the league, and that's what we're going to do, and hopefully well, hopefully, that's what we're going to do.
0: <laughs> and you've got Western Pride away next week at Briggs Road. What are your thoughts on that? It's no, a tough
6: on. one. Uh, Western Pride's always hard to go to, so um, we're going to focus this week on training and uh, yeah, hopefully get the points there. The win. Good luck. Thank you very week. much.
0: So that was the match winner there, Fraser. As always, we thank the players and coaches for taking the time to talk to us. And that Again, that goal... It's huge for Ro- for um Brisbane City, isn't it? Because it's a win now over Rochdale. It's a win- They beat Souths, Queensland Thunder earlier in the year away from home. They're the two most likely contenders. And so when you look at the table, they are now in a very very strong position.
1: Yeah, um, that that's a big win. They've got a game in hand as well. So that that league probably goes to six points. Um, yeah, they. Uh, Rochdale and, uh, and South East Queensland Thunder, if they want any chance of you know, getting that golden ticket up to MPL uh, next season, they, they need to you know, somehow conjure a win against Bristol City. But, but at this stage, I don't know how.
0: Absolutely. The other headline of the week in the FQPL1 was the Ipswich Derby on Friday, night, a game which we covered on our social media platforms. And it was a first win in the Derby for Western Pride over Ipswich it, Eric Evans reserve and they did this with a couple of early goals Adam, goals from Davie McLeod in the first half, the first was a penalty which was a pretty clear cut penalty to me McLeod scored the second one on a follow up from a shot which hit the crossbar. it was a tap in from about a yard out, Nick Edwards got a goal back for Ipswich Knights but for the majority of the game, Ipswich had to me the more of the ball and more possession it was a very resolute and stout defensive performance from Western Pride to get the win in the derby which given what happened last year where the Knights won both of them It's a massive result for Western Pride, both in terms of this season and where they sit, and also getting that local local derby bragging rights for the first time is no, no small thing.
1: Yeah, I think in the short term, yeah, Derby Dar- victory, yeah, for the first time, I think that would have been sweet for Western Pride because they they got tailed up pretty convincingly home and away last season by Ipswich Knights, so that's probably the first thing as well from the resurgence, but also as well, looking at the table now, sitting in points in tw- on 12 points, um, but they had two games on hand uh, on uh, both Rochdale and Southwest Queensland Thunder, and probably against, I- I'm not sure who exactly, who it is um, that they ha- do have to play, but Judging by who else is there, it's two winnable games, so they could be right up in the hunt for you know finals you know, final spot and actually open up a gap on the uh, on the rest of the field for the top four.
0: Just great to see the 2018 MPL Queensland champions beginning to look uh, maybe, maybe take steps towards returning to that competition. to will be a long way ahead of the mission. noted about that. Elsewhere, winning this weekend, Mitchelton had a four-one win at home over Winham Wolves, Southwest Queensland Thunder. 2 0 winners over Southside Eagles and South United came from two goals down to beat Sunshine Coast FC in the ninety-fourth minute. So a great a great winner there for South United. We'll move on to FQPL two where there was only a couple of games played this one game was not played this week. I beg your pardon. Grange Thistle and Virginia. That game was postponed. The three games which were played, North Star 2 0 winners on Friday night over Sanford Rangers. Caboolture continued their unbeaten start seven one. Over Kumara and the result, which a bit of a surprise perhaps, but Magic have been better in recent weeks. They drew nil all with Turinga, but it certainly puts a spanner in the works of Turinga's hopes of catching Kabulcha at them.
1: Yeah, Kabulcha—they uh, keep winning, and uh, Taringa keep on dropping points. You know, they—they uh, they lost to Kabulcha last week, uh, drop points here against uh, Magic United, and uh, it may be if Kabulcha keep winning it may be unassailable and um, they, they may be head to FQP1, FQPL1 next season.
0: Maybe it will be they are on 18 points in six games played, which is five points clear of Turinga Rovers and they have a game now. So that could stretch to as far as eight points over the competition, which would be a quite that's, that's a quite in that's quite massive margin. I'll not say insurmountable, but it's, it's closing in on being that sort of gap at the moment, given the strength of this Caboolture side. We know that they were the prohibitive favorites to start the year and they're very clearly living up to it at the moment, Adam.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Eight points in this li- in in this uh, league, I think. Yeah, it, you're right. It, it, it gets in the territory of it's cabal just to lose.
0: Absolutely. Before we go, performer of the week for me, I'm going to jump in first week. I'm going to go with the um, Kapalbar NPLW duo of Amy Chapman and Steph Latham, four goals each. Once again, as we've always said on the show, if you score four goals, you're going to get a mention in this section of the show. So they might be equal performers of the week, Adam. What, you, what about you?
1: Oh, so you call it performers of the week?
0: I'm claiming whatever i want <laughs> to be,
1: whatever suits you see, the So you have got a team of the week, and, uh, adjo- now I'm going to stick to one single player, and I'm going to nominate Rio Ono for his hat trick, second half hat trick against um, against the um, Brisbane Strikers tonight. Uh, great to see him in form. Um, he he he's been he was a, you know, a very very you know. A good performer for Kapalabar the last couple of seasons, basically, you know, got them to the MPL, you know, promoted. So and to see him, you know, continue to perform at um, at Morton Bay as well, and that's uh, without uh, Zach Kippel, who's suspended tonight. So he had to take up a lot of scoring um, slack, and he did just that. So he's my performer of the week. But uh, honourable mention to Tom Carroll, um, you know, for for his efforts. Uh, for Roachell last night, you now I'm sure it was disappointing one 0 loss, but look, without him, that could have been you know anything.
0: Absolutely, thank you, Mr. Mayor of Morton Bay, for that going with the hometown selection. Now, before we no, go, it would be remiss absolutely, you know, it would be remiss if we don't mention before we round out the show the passing of Ian Brasasco during the week, Adam, a legend of Queensland football in the administrative side, and he he's a man who achieved quite a lot.
1: Absolutely um, this is this is a big loss um, for for Queensland football. I think in Australian football as well, but uh, just specifically looking at our sort of you know, part of the world you know you know long time you know administrator of the Queensland Soccer Federation, you know the to football queensland um also sort of served for um, soccer australia and and also even for the on the Oceania f uh, Football confederation but also as well at a local level you know life member life member of um brisbane city also had a big big hand in the gap and was also the chairman of brisbane strikers during their golden years including that nineteen ninety seven season where they were the nsL Grand final winners. So, but just on top of that, you know, he not only did you take football as well, but also Brisbane City Council Alderman for 14 years, served on many um, boards, including the Queensland Investment Corporation. Brisbane, uh, Port of Brisbane uh, Corporation and uh, on the boards of uh, 4TAB and um, 4KQ so not only just a football man but just a great man you know, in general you now a life well live order of, and Order of Australia medal winner so you know rest his peace and now condolences to uh, his family and his many many um, sort of friends that have been out there.
0: Absolutely it was great to see him honoured on Saturday at Corporate Drive Management mm-hmm. Stadium and I echo your thoughts condolences to his family And friends, that'll do it for this edition of the Brisbane Football Review NPL Sunset. Adam, thanks for joining me once again. Yep, thanks, Scott. We'll be back once again next week to recap all the local football. If you can, get out and enjoy the games. and Otherwise, we'll talk to you again next week.